Hi, and welcome to the HSJ Health Check podcast. I'm your host, Annabelle Collins, and I'm joined this week by Matt Discombe and James Illman. Last year, NHS England announced the four-hour A&E target would be replaced with 10 metrics. And we've discussed on this podcast before whether this would actually improve patient care or water down standards. This week, an NHS chief executive of a trust trialling these 10 metrics has called for a six hour target to be implemented and has pointed to evidence that patients are more likely to deteriorate after this amount of time. We'll be discussing more on this in a minute, but also this week and more on A&E pressures, we'll be discussing why trusts have started publishing different 12 hour wait figures to those published by NHS England. But first, on our sort of A&E special this week, um, let's start with a discussion around the four hour target. And this is springing from a story that you've done, Matt, um, an interview with an NHS chief executive who leads a trust who is one of the pilot sites for these 10 metrics. And there's quite a lot to unpick here. Um, perhaps um, shall we start with a bit of context about these metrics and then move on to, to what was said in your interview? Sure. So since um, 2019, there's been 14 trusts across England which have been um, trialling uh, these new metrics, uh, of which North Tees and Hartlepool uh, are one of them. We'll come on to what the CEO has said uh, shortly. Um, but just to remind listeners, um, these this is a bundle of 10 new standards which was going to um, replace the four hour current four hour A&E target. And I won't rattle through all of them, but um, the main ones, for, I suppose, um, for of A&E would be a, t- a time to initial assessment target percentage within 15 minutes um, an average time in department um, again we're going to come on to uh, the issue of 12 hour waits but there's in in the bundle there's a um, a, tar- um, a metric which measures when a patient um, arrives into the um, uh, into the into the department and if they've sp- uh, spent 12 more than 12 hours um, after that um, so yeah, since um, since uh, I think May 2019, they've been um, the, these trusts have been trialling these new uh, these new standards. We've not had um, a great d- a deal of um, we've not we've not had any data from them from the from the four hour uh, target or, um, or or much in the way of nationally published data anyway in terms of how these standards have have improved matters. Um, and has been calls for from Arkham and others for that to happen. Um, but the um the the update this week uh was uh from uh Julie Gillen who who leads the Northeast and Hartlepool um Foundation Trust and she has called for a, a, a six hour target to be um enveloped alongside the other metrics and this six hour target would measure from a patient's arrival to whether they uh, to when they are moved out of accident and uh, an emergency and onto another pathway or for them to uh, receive treatment now the reason for this is that she's pointing to evidence from uh, from Royal College of uh, Emergency Medicine for some analysis that Arkham have done, and also a uh, a peer review study um, in the Emergency Medicine Journal by a very highly credible uh, team of authors, which appeared in January, um, and it found a um, yeah. And um, what these um, pieces of analysis have shown is that. 
um, patients' mortality um, and uh, likelihood of coming to harm is increased significantly after um, five to six hours. Um, it was particularly um, particularly pronounced in the after in the post six hours um, uh, category in the emergency medicine journal study. Um, so, in her view, it's um, it's a it's another time target, kind of similar but not quite the same as four hours target, um, which is updated to take a, take um, uh, take on board what the uh, what the new uh, the latest uh, clinical evidence has said. Um, I could I, I at this point kind of go into what she has said specifically about 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 this, if you like, or do you want to can we open this up or, or what? Yeah, why didn't why didn't you? Matt? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, so important thing to um, to say is that she is very positive actually about the clinical review of standards. She said it's the right thing to do. Um, she said editing the pilot is, is was a ch was a challenge because they need to change the way the staff kind of thought about you know performance management and um, but the benefit of it all has been it's allowed her in her words to take a, um, a more you know forensic sort of uh, view on 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 you know on the on you know the uh, performance in in A and E's. Um, how has their performance but, been? I don't know. It's a springing a question on you, but has it? Have they seen a, a um, change? Do you know what? Actually, um, it's um, they, they they may not get as many um, attendances as many other um, hospitals, which you might see at the bottom of <laughs> certain league tables. Um, but in fa in fairness, um, when you when you consider what they're you know, um, I, I mean, I was there last week, and I was talking to them about the kind of things they've seen, and 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 the and the ambulance handover delays, uh, which unfortunately they also see, and 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 the uh, and the, um, the 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 typical um, delays they have in A and E and and discharging uh, and moving patients on from there. It's but it's clearly not good. It's um, comparatively bad for what they've what they themselves have experienced before but it's it's they seem to be doing better in certain respects than than, than other trusts um so yeah we have to be uh we have to kind of be fair on on that and and, and flow does seem to be yeah it's, it's a problem they've got um they've got eyes on and they're wor and they are worried about but um but they seem to be doing better than many other um trust in terms of certainly delayed mm. discharges and and uh ambulance handovers um from memory and uh apologies in advance if i've got the exact number wrong but they they, they said they were regularly seeing ambulance handover delays of five hours um which is obviously very bad um for the patients and for the ambulance services and for, well, for everybody um but we are obviously aware of um, well-documented cases of patients being in the back of ambulance for 24 hours and sometimes even longer in some trusts. Mm. So comparatively, yeah, not great. But let's hone in a bit, maybe on the six-hour yeah. on the six-hour comment. That's I think that's really interesting, and I think um, yep. we can certainly come on to this. But um, one of the comments below your story, uh, Matt, was very interesting. It was um, Matthew Cook put his put his name to it, and as I'm sure listeners know, um, uh, Matthew was a really respected respected voice on um, you know A and E and James. I know you you know you um, uh, have 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 spoken to Matthew quite a few times about the target review, um, but he's a very well respected voice on this, and he's sort of pointing towards it being as um, I think the the, the 
the quote was a single longest wait should be no more than six hours and it's about and he's not saying this I'm saying this but it's about what's acceptable for patients um so I'm just uh, kind of getting into the debate really about a target or about acceptability I suppose that's what I'm trying to do James do you want to do you want to come in there at all or um yeah so Matthew Cook has been obviously working in and around these targets for a long time and a lot of these bundles have been trialed before um and the six hour uh mark um as uh Matt explained very eloquently uh around six um five six hours you know so so Cliff Mann another hugely respected voice sadly the late Cliff Mann now um uh, he was NHS England's emergency care, um, care clinical lead, uh, and he was also a former uh, president of the Royal College of uh, Emergency Medicine. Uh, he he said um, this was back in uh, 2019. He, he we were talking about the issue, and he said that there should be a zero percent tolerance on patients waiting longer than six hours in A and E. Said that there, there there was no possible reason. Um, no clinical reason that um, anyone should be in a department longer than six hours. Now, in the current world, the way it is, um, that's that's just not possible anymore. We're, we're seeing weights, you, you know, spiraling. We'll, we'll talk about the um, 12 hour plus weights and a bit trolley weights. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I guess a lot of this, if we just take a step back, comes back to accountability and a contract between the NHS and the public and the contract between the NHS and government. Uh, and the problem with this bundle of metrics, 10 metrics, is which one do we focus on? The four hour target um, became problematic because people overly focused on it at, at, at the detriment of everything else. And it was sort of deemed a blunt instrument. But it, it's very important to remember that the four hour target that was brought in um, by the Blair government in the early noughties did you know, a huge amount of good in bringing down what were very, very long waiting times. Um, it's also worth noting that the four hour target originally had a target of 98% and that was brought down to 95%. So again, it's sort of like people shouldn't be waiting longer. It just goes to show how awful the waits are at the moment and how the kind of basic contract between the NHS and the public has been broken. Um, so whenever I speak to sort of senior people, uh, whether they're on the sort of management NHS England side or, or, or in the um, sort of uh, emergency medicine community, but working on the targets. And I say, what's what's the deal going to be with the public when this this new bundle comes in? How are the public going to know what to expect from the NHS? Ah, well, we're still working on that. And until that gets sorted, then um, yeah, I, I I don't see how things can progress. Uh, and within Whitehall. Um, it was always thought that Matt Hancock, who was health secretary at the time when these uh, when uh, scrapping the four hour target was uh, first kind of put on the agenda. And it was something that then chief executive of NHS England, Simon Stevens, was really pushing for. Um, Matt Hancock was on board with reform. He's a natural reformer. Javid, likewise, on board with reform. Um, then it gets up to Treasury and they're like, hang on a minute, but what are we getting for this money? That we're giving to the NHS, like at least with the four hour target, we go, OK, you're doing it or you're failing on that measure with this bundle of metrics. Which one are we focusing on? 
number 10 ditto. So um, it's what, yeah, senior, uh, the, the likes of Sir Jim Mackey and uh, would call the retail offer. That mm. offer to the public has not been um, addressed. And until that's addressed, then I, I don't really see um, how, um, how, how, yeah, it can pro progress into a credible performance target regime. And then the, the problem with six hours, uh, which, yeah, is backed up in all the literature, and there should be zero tolerance post six hours, but at the moment, that is just not possible. So mm. how do you square um, the, 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 the utter chaos of the current NHS experience with a performance regime that is credible and safe? Um, and also, I think I'd argue and um, over the last couple of years, the performance regime is just, you know, it's 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 everything's been kind of thrown up in the air and targets haven't mattered over the last couple of years. Yeah, completely. well, you know, 18 months or so while the pandemic's been at its at its peak. Um, it feels like quite a long time ago, actually, when when we used to really look at the, the four hour target. It was a different world. It was yeah, literally a different, different world. world. Yeah. And, you know, you think Theresa May first announced clinical reviewer standards back in 2018 uh these these trials started in 2019 then the pandemic came along so mm. there's very there's a lot of mitigating circumstances in why progress hasn't been made but back when nhs england was trying to persuade the likes of nhs providers chris hopson was chief exec at the time now of course with nhs england and the royal college of emergency medicine to back scrapping the four-hour target it was a massive deal mm. um and they came on board because um Arkham certainly viewed the um the bundle of metrics as 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 as, as a better clinical means than the bluntness of the four-hour target um and you know un, 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 understandably so however um yeah there's that issue of the retail offer that no one seems to have addressed um yeah, and then also, yeah. uh, I think it's a nice kind of segue into the 12-hour waits. Uh, the, the 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 whole issue around 12-hour um, waits, which um, Matt's done another uh, really good story on this week, which we'll come on to in a second. But, um, you know, part of the deal was if we sign up to these targets, the deal with Arkem, if we sign up to these targets, you will get rid of the 12-hour wait being timed from decision to admit, as it is currently, not from arrival, as the four-hour target is. You'll get rid of that and you'll just replace it with a 12-hour target from time of arrival. Now, even the planning guidance for this year says NHS England will do that, but they still haven't done it. Um, and Matt, actually, yeah, do you, do you want to kind of, because uh, because your your story is all, all about that issue, really? Do you yeah, wanna... sure. I, I just I just have one more thing to say about the this, this, the six hours thing, if that's if that's possible. Yeah, I, th of I, th I think um, I think we're we're absolutely right to mention that, and and Arkem have also mentioned it as well about a uh, performance vacuum uh, in regards to emergency care um, in the NHS at the moment. And you know, when I when I speak to you know senior uh, emergency care people they they are concerned that you know whereas before if a trust was failing um to 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 meet to meet these targets there would be you know there would be consequences and now 
Um, now there just doesn't seem to be any. any they, they, they seem to have uh, given up at, up to a point. Um, but we have to kind of recognise um, that, you know, these uh, performance managements and targets um, might, might, might only change so much. So um, speaking to um, the, the, the Northeast chief executive this week, uh, well, last week, actually, um, she said that you know having a time to six hour target helped to you know tr- um to focus minds and trigger escalation when when necessary so she's she says that, and many um emergency clinicians i think would agree as well that it just helps to you know trigger that sort of um that that sort of uh, culture um in the nhs just to um just to just to, uh, six, six hours no one should be waiting for longer than that um the, the reason why i think there's a limitation there is just because of the reasons why there are these these long waits at the moment and they are all um some of them will be to do with the a and e show and the, and the leadership and the culture but a lot of it is to do with the whole system pressures such as yeah you know, the biggest thing is exit block and you know the the, the vast the massive amount of uh, people in in nhs hospitals at the moment who are um you know clearly ready to proceed and not um not not getting it back out into the community so we i think we have to recognize that there are bigger system um issues um a play behind this 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 collapse in in in, in emergency care um i think we, i think that's just important to mention thanks matt so as i said in the introduction we're also going to talk a bit about 12 hour waits um in a and it's all part of the part of the same ongoing pressure at the moment in emergency departments and I've, as you as you said um quite rightly that many many places are experiencing much worse um waits than six hours um and in another story this week um for hsj you've been um exploring actually that trusts are now starting to publish 12-hour waits in their board papers that are not published nationally so perhaps we could start with what what's published nationally and what are trusts now publishing that's slightly different okay so i think i think that's a helpful way of framing it so what is published nationally and what is reported by many um you know mainstream media organizations which are, are covering the um the the the, the crisis in a and e at the moment in urgent care at the moment uh, which is why it's important. What, what what's published nationally by NHS England every month is a 12 hours from decision to admit to admission, which, as um, you can probably work out, um, misses out a, a great deal of people who are actually waiting uh, 12 hours in A and E who wait for hours to get a, a decision uh, to admit. Um, now, what? As James said earlier, um, in the standard contract for this year, NHS England said that the uh the 12 hour target would be um at last measured from uh time of a patient's arrival i.e capturing everybody who um has spent 12 hours uh in an emergency department um but so far uh despite collecting this data and, and despite us asking many many times um nhs england has not published this data it's still with this tip of the iceberg decision to admit 12 hour waits um but what's what i found really interesting is that um because trusts are going to be you know measured on 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 this uh, on this target if not if the, if it's not published if they're, they're beginning to publish the data themselves now this isn't every trust but i would find it, it's not too difficult to find a lot of trust with you know you also have a lot of um 
emergency attendances um, who are actually publishing this data. Um, and a cross-ref against the, um, the, the national figures shows quite a big uh, differential in terms of, I mean, of course, there's going to be a difference in terms of the numbers because they're measuring slightly different things. But um, what it does reveal is that um, some trusts, which in the national data does, don't seem to have too much of a problem, actually are having thousands of people um, waiting in um, their A&Es every single month. Um, there are, yeah, there's, we, we found a number of examples from, uh, of this. Um, so, you know, uh, Liverpool, for example, in May, they, they published in the national data, they had only four 12 hour waits from decisions to admit published in the, uh, the, the national data, but in their board papers, they're reporting 2,667, um, waits from time of arrival, which would be. Well, we need, we need to run the numbers across the whole country, um, but you would think that is among the highest in the country. So it matters because of, you know, transparency. You know, Arkham say this all the time. We need to face up to the true scale of the urgent care crisis. Otherwise, we don't really have much hope of addressing it unless we're upfront with people about it. Um, in terms of why it's not being published, um, I mean, it's going to look really bad for NHS England. It's going to, you know, there will be doubtless some media organisations, not to be too high-handed about this, but who might misinterpret the data as being a massive jump from one month to another as soon as they publish this new data. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's it's a it's a political issue for them. But what people have been saying, such as Arkham, is that you know we need to we need to have the data. We need to be honest. Um, in terms of the true scale of the uh, the long waits in 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 A and E, in order to to really address it, that's the first step. Um, but still, still they uh, they're not giving us a timescale on that. Why? It'd be interesting just to talk about why do you think trusts are starting to publish this data um, for the first time? Right? It's 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 interesting. Mm, it is interesting. Um, I, I mean, a, a kind. Um, uh, interpretation of it is they, they want to be transparent. Um, I think maybe the fact that in their standard contracts, that's what they're being measured on, I think is probably has probably triggered them to, to, to publish this because, you know, this is what they're, you know, this is obviously what they're being measured on. And um, this is what they're, what the, 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 the kind of metrics are actually working towards rather than the, the 12 hour decision to admit weights. Um, and what I find interesting as well is many trusts who aren't publishing it are actually uh, working on it. They seem to be working on it or um, or, is it, or is in train. So I think in a few months, a lot, a lot of many, most trusts will be hopefully you know doing this, um, which really begs the question why NHS England are not. Um, I mean, the data which have been, because, so, okay, so a bit of context, sometimes data in ball papers sometimes can be a little bit unrobust and you know can require corrections before publication when we go to the trust and say this is you know this is what we're going to write um but of the i mean i i surveyed 21 21 trusts only one said that there was a there was a there was a um, an admin error and the and the data was wrong uh we've, we've published 20 data from 20 trusts and not one has said it's wrong um so 
you know, I don't think NHSE really have much of an excuse in terms of we're trying to validate the data because, well, the data's been out there and we've published it and it's been uh, published elsewhere by another media organisation, uh, maybe more mainstream than us, and no one's complained to us about saying the data's wrong. So, yeah, bizarre how... <laughs> well, I wonder, uh, um, Matt, if you could just have any, if we could just give some examples just to show how different it is. Because it, I yeah. had a look at your story and it, some of them are quite dramatically different. Yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah, so as uh, early, earlier I gave the example of Liverpool in May, four nationally reported 12-hour um, waits when, in fact, they had um, in, in, in the, in a, in the I, th I think, the more um, broader and I think, you know, more, uh, I suppose, accurate in terms of reflecting the situation in any, that, that, the, the, the time to admit, um, data they had 2,667. Um, Mid South, uh, Mid South Essex in March uh, did reported nine nationally, but in under the new metric um, is 2,751. Um, um, numbers um, for Newcastle are 104 in terms of time time of arrival um, locally reported data, but they've reported zero in June nationally. Um, and um, looking for Manchester, yeah, Manchester in May reported 20 nationally um, and locally in, in, ter in terms of the new um, metric, 3,519. So the difference wow. is that yeah, so it, 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 it just, it just it underlines just how different um, just, just how much just how much tip of the iceberg the national data is, just how mm. little of it it covers, I think. And so, Matt, I just think it's important to add um, how have NHS England responded um, when I imagine you've, you've taken this to them this week? I have. And the NHS uh, England um, spokeswoman told me that they're currently looking at options in terms of how or slash if more data uh, on 12 hours um, can be published. Um, but they said uh, we can't go into more detail than that currently. All right. Well, one to keep an eye on for sure. Um, mm. And I think just before I wrap up, it's just interesting kind of circling back to our previous conversation around six hour waits when clearly for so many, a six hour wait at the moment would be things going quite well, because that is really the measure of how, how terrible things are this summer. But um, thank you both so much. That was a really interesting deep dive into the situation in um, A&E at the moment. And um, on that note, it is time to wrap up the podcast this week. And just a reminder, we're available every week on the HSJ website and across all main podcast channels. And please don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time.